I'm Amber Harper from the Burned In Teacher Podcast and a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. Hey, welcome back. Steve here. And today I'm talking with Dr. Jenny Nash. She's the head of education impact team for Lego education in the U.S. Awesome conversation. Lots to learn. Thanks for listening. Oh, hey, by the way, do you know someone who hasn't ever listened to Teaching Learning Leading K-12? Hmm? Do you know someone that you could share uh, this show with? Oh, it would be awesome if you did. Just say, hey, have you listened to Teaching Learning Leading K-12? Yeah. Let me show you how to find it on the podcast channels. That'd be awesome if you did that for me. I appreciate you. Have an awesome day. Enjoy. You are listening to Teaching, Learning, Leading K-12, a podcast for educators, helping you help kids achieve their dreams. Now here's Steve with this week's show. Dr. Jenny Nash serves as the head of education impact team for Lego Education in the U.S., where she provides direction and leadership in delivering meaningful education opportunities for students. With previous experiences as a professional development provider and STEM teacher, Jenny is an advocate for hands-on, inquiry-based learning for students and building confidence in teachers to provide this type of learning. Just a little bit about Lego Education. For more than 40 years, Lego Education has been working with teachers and educational specialists to deliver playful learning experiences that bring subjects to life in the classroom and make learning fun and impactful. Lego Education has a wide range of physical and digital educational resources that encourage students to think creatively, uh, reason systematically, and release their potential to shape their own future. With educational sets, lesson plans, and curriculum material, assessment tools, and teacher training and support, Lego Education can help you meet your curriculum objectives and provide you with the tools you need to make learning inspiring, engaging, and effective. Jenny, great to have you on the show today. Thanks for joining me, and say hi to everyone. Hey, so great to be here. Really excited to join you. Well, I'm glad that you're here, and, uh, and uh, we, we got a lot to talk about. But before we delve into Lego education, let's talk about you. At one time, you were a middle school science teacher. What did you like best about working with kids? Oh, gosh, it's so fun every day. Uh, middle school is such a fun time. But I think uh, seeing the excitement that kids have when they really figure something out or an idea really clicks for them, I just love it when students can get excited about their learning and, and they find joy in their learning. They're able to understand or discover something new. So I was always trying to provide opportunities for students to get hands-on, get active, make their own discoveries. And even when they struggle, we tried to struggle together. So it was productive struggle so that they could find their confidence to keep trying and keep learning. So I think any time that students want to learn or are excited to learn uh, and you see that moment, that aha moment, is just there's nothing better. Very cool. And that's, uh, you know, it's just, the aspect of it's hard to describe to people working with kids. That's, that's the, that's the cool stuff right there. Cause it's also yeah. never a dull moment, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. I like that. So uh, let's continue with a little more about you. At one time you also were a professional development trainer. Uh, what'd you learn most about working with teachers, peers, and colleagues? I mean, could you also mention how your professional journey led you to Lego education? Yeah. So I had several fantastic years working at Marshall University where I was doing STEM outreach programming in schools and then also training and providing professional development to teachers. 
And a big part of that work, we actually were using uh, Lego education solutions because it was all very STEM, STEAM focused learning. And it was such a great opportunity to bring a hands-on material into schools for the teachers and students to experience. So from that experience, I, I was uh, working with Lego education and was able to come on board. But you know, what I really learned with that professional development and working with those teachers is that you know, teachers in this STEM world and in computer science and thinking about coding and bringing these types of hands-on learning into classrooms, they're uncomfortable with it because they potentially haven't experienced it themselves as learners and, and they need those experiences. Otherwise, it's very unknown to them. So what we really did with a lot of the professional development we were providing is give teachers that opportunity to experience STEAM themselves uh, as learners and then start to facilitate the learning with them, with the students, so that they could see through model teaching, coaching, and even having learning communities where they connected and collaborated, uh, what this learning could look like and how to really bring it to life. So I think that we really take that learning uh, in here with LEGO Education as well to know that teachers need professional development that's really strong. And it's not just training, you can't just have one training, they need that ongoing support. Uh, so I think that was a really big learning um, that, I, that I took away and now try to utilize in thinking about, you know, change is a journey for teachers. It's not just the training, but it's everything that goes with it to make sure they're ready to bring practice into their classrooms. Oh, yeah, definitely. And, you know, what's really cool is that uh, one of the things I think that's neat is that if the adults figure out that I kind of like learning this way, yeah. <laughs> it should impact how they share it as well. You know, it's like, yeah, it's nice. So good stuff. You know, so let's take a look at education, uh, Lego education. And I got to talk about, you know, that first of all, I got to say the name, you know, lots of us, we grew up with the name and there's a difference here. And so we want to talk about that. You know, I grew up building Lego kits, loved them. Most of mine did not come with intricate instructions and they definitely didn't have motors that, to make a move, walk and so forth. And there was not the possibility of using a laptop and not quite sure we had laptops. <laughs> I, I know the answer to that. I just don't want to share it. And, uh, um, you know, and, you know, the, I always love because it was this endless possibilities. If, if you got enough pieces, you could build whatever you wanted. Let's talk a little bit about the differences between the toys and the learning kits that Lego education uh, produces. Yeah, and I think the power of the brick is, is timeless across both, right? Yes. And really, it, whether you're thinking about a, a Star Wars set or a Lego education set, we want to bring learning opportunities and playful experiences to students. I mean, that is the power of the brick. But when we think about our Lego education solutions, we're talking about purposeful play. And what that really is, is allowing students to investigate, discover, unlock learning. So we're being very thoughtful in the way that we create experiences so that students can have endless possibilities in how they learn. And then it's not just about the students and what they're able to do, it's really again about those teachers and thinking about how do we create lesson plans and resources that the teachers can use that are built on standards and the expectations of what need to be taught in order for that play to come to life in what is a very meaningful way in the classrooms. So we design units and lesson plans that are scaffolded to build students from a more guided experience as those building instructions you were describing and, and sample code and, and programming to help them get started to very open-ended experiences where they have to completely design and create on their own. And that's where the power can really be for students in critical thinking and problem solving when they're able to tackle those bigger challenges. But, but we have those scaffolds there to help build them up as, as they go. 
And so we're really trying to think about how do we create confidence in our students? How do we create confidence in our teachers and provide them with these playful experiences that allow them to discover, uh, but in a purposeful, meaningful way. And if I just think about one of our solutions, our Spike Prime, you know, it's really about uh, the learning that we want to unlock. And so we provide a learning promise for teachers in completing the lessons so that they can think about what is it they really want the students to do and how do they unlock that in a really powerful way where students are hands-on and minds-on. And just thinking about one of the units, the Kickstart a Business, is really about developing computational thinking skills. And so we're able to unlock that for the teachers to see how to bring that to life and, and go about bringing those skills to their students in the classroom uh, and, and to the students, it's just still a really fun, engaging experience. Oh, that's cool. It's, uh, it's awesome stuff. As former principal, I had uh, a couple of engineering classes where they had uh, some of the different uh, Lego education products. And uh, you know, I, just to say I liked going by there a lot <laughs> would be an understatement because it's cool to watch the kids work with these, uh, these products. And, uh, and um, like you said, hands-on working with them. So cool stuff. You know, in, in this new learning world that we are in, you know, it's easy for a lot of time to be spent. <laughs> a lot of time that he spent <laughs> looking at screens and faces in little boxes. Mm -hmm. Could you talk about balancing screen time with sensory breaks and taking time to step away from online worksheets, worksheets and Zoom calls to, to learn by getting the hands-on? I mean, get, get a yeah. little more detailed in there. Yeah, I mean, that's been top of mind for all of us after, you know, the start to the school year and in class and out of class and online and uh, what does learning look like? And I think that, you know, it's really true whether we're in person, we're online, whether we're small kids, we're even adults, we need breaks. We need that time to stop and process information that we're taking in as we're having these discussions, as we're learning new topics. And hands-on breaks are really great for students to, you know, kind of let thinking happen because thinking can happen very naturally with our hands when we just create uh, and, and show what we're thinking about. So having that time to stop and reactivate and, and have that think time is so important. Uh, and it also makes me think about just the need to be active sometimes and be creators. Because when we sit in front of a computer screen all day, we sit in a classroom all day, we sit in the meetings all day, even as adults, yeah, you know, we're passively taking a lot of information in. And you know, that's, that's not allowing us to be creative and be active in our learning, apply what we're hearing and take it to the next level. So you know, if we can give that uh, break to students and, and put bricks or other materials into their hands, I think it gives them that opportunity to, to show what they're learning and show their understanding. Um, and I also think about the social emotional learning aspect of balancing, you know, this ability to take information in and then build my confidence that I understand it can do something with it. Um, when we're actively learning and, and being creators, it gives us that authentic way to kind of build our resiliency, you know, self-regulate our emotions, practice our responsible decision-making and do all of that uh, in a really fun, engaging way. Um, and I think it's important that we encourage teachers to think about ways to have the learning go offline and, and become hands-on and allow for that thinking to happen. Just students can build an idea, build what they're thinking, create a solution to a problem in a physical way. And it really brings it to life in, in a really cool way for, for students and for teachers to see what students are thinking. Very much so. And that's, uh, you know, one of the neat things is, it, you know, who knows what's going to come out of... <laughs> 
all these meetings um, and the, the world online. But uh, one of the things that I think it lends itself to is just what you're describing there, which is the idea that, you know, we do a little bit of instruction here and uh, then they get to go work with the kits and the resources and so forth. And you know, kind of that, I, that concept of flipping the classroom mm -hmm. uh, where they get their instructions and so forth, and then they get to go work with it and uh, come back and give you the results or something. So just kind of a, a neat sort of uh, a world that this lends itself to. You know, Jenny, let's get into the idea that Lego education supports that learning can happen anywhere, which, by the way, I love this. <laughs> um, could you talk about solutions, guides, and resources Lego education has launched that support hands-on and engaging learning? And would this be a great place where we could talk a little bit about what Spike Prime is? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So I think that, um, you know, anytime we're going to launch a new solution, we're really thinking about what are the right resources that our teachers need. So we, so we start with the student outcomes that we want to see happen, the standards that we want to cover, the experiences we want students to have. And then we go back and say, what is it the teacher needs to bring this to life? And so our solutions always have resources like getting started guidance, lesson plans, teacher videos, professional development options, student materials, the immersive apps and experiences that students are working in. And we try to bring all of that together in a really meaningful way so that teachers see, I can bring this right into my classroom and students are going to start learning. And, and I think Spike Prime is no different. I mean, we really were thoughtful about the way that we bring something to life that all students are gonna be able to experience in a meaningful way. All students are gonna be able to create successfully. They're gonna be able to build, program, you know, showcase their ideas and the way that they see uh, solutions to problems that we present to them. And, and I'll just mention our training trackers unit is a great example. We launched it at the beginning of the school year and in it, you've got this great uh, kind of STEAM approach to learning for these middle school students where they're designing programming, but around something that's very kind of unique and uh, is something they're doing every day. It's, it's about training uh, trackers, meaning those, those machines, those smartwatches, you know, those devices that we have all the time that we track our movements with. And so it's really taking this everyday device that they have and bringing it to life um, and looking at the science concepts, the energy transformations that happen, the math, and kind of tracking those movements behind it. So it's transforming something that's everyday for students into really breaking down those STEAM concepts behind it and allowing them uh, to investigate their ideas through creating something new and different and then, and then presenting them with a big challenge at the end that they have to create their own. And I think that that's a really great example of the type of learning we want the students to have and then the resources behind it, the blueprint that we provide the teachers in providing that learning through the lesson plans, the videos, the assets that they really have. And that is also a really cool unit because what we did is actually stopped and thought about hybrid learning a lot. It was coming out, you know, at the beginning of the school year when, when we were so uncertain what learning was going to look like. And so we really had to stop and think about what is it the teachers are going to need to be successful, to have this type of learning continue, because we might be online today, we might be in person tomorrow, and, and we may be planning to be in person and then find ourselves back online. So really thinking about the shift that teachers may be going through in those uh, different modalities this year. And so we built into that unit um, call-outs for teachers to say, this is something you can do online with your students and be very successful, and here's a way you can do it. You know, try to use your in-person time to do these parts of the lesson to really maximize the learning and collaboration. And oh, by the way, here's guidance in how to do collaboration at a safe distance in your classroom so that students can still benefit from those uh, communication 
and, and times that they share ideas. And so we really tried to create a lot of those resources um, that we've got on our website available for teachers to utilize, whether they're using our materials or not, just to think about how do you keep hands-on playful learning happening, no matter where that learning is. Because it, again, it's so important right now to make sure students are continuing to get those experiences. And so we wanted to provide those resources for teachers, uh, videos, professional development guides, um, because I think in the end, it, it's about making sure the students still have those great experiences um, and just helping the teachers have those right resources to get them there. That's, you know, it just, uh, it's so cool. These, these resources are, you know, it's kind of like, uh, you know, when I grew up in the, I grew up in Florida in the um, early seventies, late sixties. And, you know, one of the things that was constant was I, I grew up in the East coast of Florida, Daytona Beach area, which is just a few miles north of where they're launching a lot of stuff into space. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. you know, and that inspired all kinds of thinking and stuff like this about just, you know, you know, what you'd like to do and just these types of kits and stuff like this. The things that's really cool is that, you know, as the kids start looking with it, uh, working with them, you start, you know, you know, I hate to steal a line from something because I have no clue where I'm stealing this line, but the, the possibilities are endless. And it's, and it just kind of inspires this, these thoughts. And I think it does the same thing for teachers too, because, you know, you kind of, you, you know, you're working along with the kids and uh, it's cool to see the brains working and all that. And, uh, and I think that's going to inspire the adult's brain as, as well. So. Uh, I think it's a great point, honestly. And, and when you think about those endless possibilities, you know, we talk about having really high ceilings and really wide walls because we want to provide all of the supports for students to, to start even at the ground level but we don't want to put any kind of boundary on them. We want them to take it as far as they can go. We want them to, you know, see a challenge and think, I can take these materials and try to find an answer to it. And with Spike Prime, I mean, it's that perfect opportunity to think about, I'm inspired by seeing something happening just down the road uh, with a space launching and, and what can I create and what can I do and, and how do I take it to the next level? And now they've got materials in their hands that they can actually do that with. Which is cool. I love yeah. it. Uh, let's talk about something that I, uh, uh, I've seen uh, Lego Education talk about, which is meaningful failure is something that Lego Education suggests is helpful in driving successful learning outcomes, student engagement, and in building positive social-emotional learning experiences. Could you explain what meaningful failure is and talk about how this works with Lego Education and its many resources? Yeah, failure is actually one of my favorite teachers. Uh, because it's the opportunity to learn so much. I think that failure takes on a little bit of a negative connotation for students. We've seen through a lot of research that kids are feeling very overwhelmed in school because they're worried about failure. But in reality, failure should be used as a teaching opportunity because when we fail, we learn and we're able to drive ourselves forward. And we try to provide those opportunities for students in a very natural and safe way. So when we think about meaningful failure, it's about students being able to uh, try, and maybe that doesn't work, but they know that they get to try again. So maybe you put it together and it doesn't move the way you want it. It's so easy to take it right back apart and build it in a different way. Program it, it doesn't work. You, you create a new program. So we, we purposefully want to give students ways to fail so that they see how to take a wrong turn and then find the right path. So if we think about our Spike Prime solution, there's actually a lesson in there. Uh, and, and you were speaking about the building instructions before with uh, Lego sets. There are, there's a build and building instruction that actually 
teach the students to build it incorrectly from the beginning. Ooh. And you know, what a struggle for students to think I followed the directions that did it correctly, but it doesn't work. And we're doing that purposefully, again, to push them into a failure where they have to now troubleshoot and, and debug and go through that process of iterating to find the right way for it to work. Because I think that we often don't teach that to our students. It's find the right answer and move on rather than you could make this better. You could change this. You can find a new way to do it. And so we purposefully take that road and help them see how to rebuild something, how to find the right answer. And that is a perfect example of a meaningful failure because it was worth the time we took to teach the students that troubleshooting. Uh, there's some others where the, they have to debug a program, for example, in order to do the same thing. So they get both that physical and that online computational thinking where they have to think through that problem and how to fix it. Um, so, so we try to include that. We try to uh, in our professional development to help teachers see how to facilitate when students run into those problems and turn that failure into a success so that they kind of build that resilience around everything that they're doing. I love that, you know, and, and problem solving, you know, kind of following steps and figuring out now, what, what did I do wrong here? Or, you know, what, 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 where's the mistake or figure out what that, you know, even if they know up front, you're going to do this and something's going to be wrong. Mm -hmm. You got to catch that along the way or after you get it done with it, because it's not going to be, it's not going to make sense why it's not working. I mean, that's, that, that is so broadening of someone's mind because you're so right. A lot of times that, you know, kids are expecting that there's one perfect answer and that's the only answer. Mm -hmm. And the problem with that thinking is that that's not the way the world works. You know, I had a, uh, a, a brother who put together a car, took it apart, put it back together again and had all these extra parts. And, mm. uh, and it was funny because the air conditioning didn't work. <laughs> Oh, so he's goodness. like, so the parts went to the air conditioner <laughs> uh -huh. and had to figure out how to go back and do it again. And, you know, in, in some way, this is a lot like the, that air conditioner in the, the car. You know, if you've got a problem solved, figure it out, you know, what's wrong? Why is it working? The coding that goes along with it. Very cool. I love that. So awesome stuff. You know, talk about inspiring, um, you know, because you could really attach that to real world type situations yeah. and problems. Yeah, and I think that's it, right? How do we give students those authentic learning that really is exactly what they might encounter as they grow up? Because if we want to prepare students for this world that they're going to come into, the, the known or even the unknown that might be coming years from now, we need to prepare them to know how to think through those problems. And, and how do we do that if we don't present them with it right up front? So we always try to keep that in mind as we develop our content and, and our professional development to help teachers know how to facilitate that type of learning. Love it. Lo love it. You know, using Lego education tools and resources uh, to help create engaging hands-on experiences must require some time spent on learning by the teacher. And I know we kind of alluded to that. You know, I understand that there may be something new coming in terms of professional development. What can you tell us? Well, just to build the suspense a little bit, um, I think that we've already said it a few times, but we really talk a lot about learning outcomes. We're very thoughtful in the way that we want uh, to provide students experiences. And, you know, whenever we talk about learning outcomes for students, we have to stop and talk about the teachers. How do we know that the teachers are going to feel confident in bringing that type of learning into our students? And as I was saying earlier, comfortable being able to really bring that learning to the students. And so we've really looked at our professional development opportunities and how do we help teachers be confident in being facilitators of our playful learning experiences. And so we are launching a new uh, online professional development platform, our professional development program 
for educators uh, focused on our Lego Education Spike Prime solution. Best part, it's completely free. So anyone can go on, yeah, and check that out and and benefit from this idea of being a facilitative teacher, bringing hands-on learning into the classroom. Of course, it's it's very focused on utilizing that Spike Prime resource specifically. Um, but I would encourage everybody to check that out because it's really an, an in-depth um, look at how can we change the way that students can learn through looking at actual classrooms. So teachers in classrooms. There are videos that you can watch that really kind of walk you through and you can see what's happening, the teacher stopping and interacting and calling things out. And it's very interactive. It's, it's questioning, it's asking you to think about your own practice as an educator and how you might bring this type of learning into your classroom. Um, the modules are all competency-based, which is really great. Teachers can actually work towards earning some badges with it. And you know, in the end, it's just really inspiring to see what students are actually doing in the classroom. And, you know, another call out since, since again, we started this year in a strange place with hybrid learning, there are some modules built in as well that address ideas of blending learning, um, having that hybrid model happening, and trying to showcase the way that the hands-on learning can happen no matter what situation you're in. Again, we want that to happen anywhere. So we want to show that to teachers so they're very comfortable with it as well. And I think that the, the most effective thing is that there's just a lot of tips and tricks for teachers when they look at effective ways to teach and they look at best practices in teaching. So it's all online, self-guided, so you can access it anytime, anywhere for teachers um, to think about the best way to prepare themselves for the classroom. They can always go back and rewatch things um, as, as they need to. And then along with that, there's actually going to be uh, virtual coaching and in-person coaching options. There are online um, coaching options, like I said, and, and product training that can happen in person. So there are several pieces to professional development so that we can build a really nice journey for the teachers. And it's not just a one and done, they actually are able to continue learning as they need to and go back and forth as they might need between a, an actual person to connect with or those online modules. That's cool. So that, uh, yeah, you actually have access, uh, the potential to go to somebody and say, I got a question. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's nice. I like that. It's really great. And and with that, too, not part of our Lego um, education platform online with professional development is the Lego education community where teachers can interact and also be able to connect with other educators and ask those questions. That, and that's awesome. And I, I got to get you to go a little bit deeper into that because I think that's pretty cool. I mean, it's, you have this community that's, you know, where you're connecting educators from, from around the world. And it, I mean, kind of, how does that start? Is it kind of like somebody's, I mean, I, this is going to sound dumb, <laughs> but um, I mean, do you uh, like get a special passcode and you get to enter the special world or is it, uh, you know, hey, um, it's a passphrase, pss, pss, knock, knock three times and let me in. Um, but t tell us a little bit more about how this, this world works. And, uh, you know, is it like a question answer thing? Is it a, you know, hey, I'm working over here in uh, Germany on this, uh, uh, on this uh, project and uh, you're over there in uh, Nebraska and you got something going, let's connect. What, tell yeah, us a little bit. I'll have to give you the secret passcode, okay? Thank you. <laughs> No, uh, it's, it's really great because it's, it's an online community for anyone, educators, parents, 
anyone that's really looking at, you know, wanting to dig deeper, share ideas, have conversations, you know, focused on playful learning and just lifelong learning. So last summer we launched uh, the Lego Education Community, which is our online platform to bring um, people around the world together to talk about play and, and building and, and learning and, uh, you know, all the different ways that we can engage students in thinking and learning. It's completely free. So the passcode is uh, just going to our website, legoeducation.com and being able to go into our community. You get to create a, an account so that you can go in and actually bookmark and save the places that you want to visit, the conversations you wanna be a part of, and anyone can really go in there and benefit from what's happening. And, and what they're gonna see when, when people go into the community, and I frequent it myself, is, you know, peers just like them, you know, if, if you're a third grade teacher and you're not sure where to start, you're going to be able to find other third grade teachers. You know, if you're a, a kindergarten teacher, a sixth grade teacher, it doesn't matter. You can find those places where ideas are being shared. If you're particularly interested in SEL learning, uh, social emotional learning, and you want to think about how to bring that into your classroom, those conversations are happening. Um, it's, it's active discussions. It's lesson plan exchanging. Um, there's different community events, challenges. We, of course, put a lot of updates there to keep our uh, community informed of what's happening. So there's just so much happening that provides resources for teachers to connect with, with those like-minded uh, peers so that they can continue learning. And it's a perfect place for anyone, really, that's interested to go and learn more. And, you know, I'll just mention also a separate community that we've built out is our master educator community, which are ambassadors for playful learning. And these, again, are educators from around the world that are very passionate about Lego education learning. They really embody our whole uh, mission of developing the builders of tomorrow by enabling every student to succeed. So this is, again, just another program that creates that community of educators coming together that are like-minded and kind of want to be able to learn from each other and showcase their skills um, and what they're able to do in their classroom. So we're trying to really foster a lot of the connections that teachers can have together and support each other as they bring this learning into their classrooms. Nice. I love it. I love it. That's, you know, there's nothing better than as an educator, knowing that you have, you can reach out to talk to others and uh, kind of connect and problem solve and work together on solutions and uh, which, you know, further makes you pursue you know, learning more, which I, I think is uh, nice. I, I love that. And uh, thanks for that passcode, by the way. I appreciate yeah. that. <laughs> um, you know, I got to say this because I, you know, I, I spent a lot of time on the Lego Education website and all of a sudden this thing caught my eye and it went like this, you know, uh, it talked about funding possibilities. And, you know, as an educator, always looking for funding possibilities. I couldn't help but notice a segment on the, on the Lego Education website where it mentions grants and funding. Could you talk about this just a little bit? Absolutely. So yes, right on the website, there's a section um, called grants and funding. And it's not that we are providing grants uh, from Lego Education. It's not that we're calling out specific funding streams, but we know, as you said, that it's so important for educators to have these opportunities to get funding and often teachers will write grants. And so we found that in order to support teachers having some tips and tricks there for applying for grants and being able to provide some verbiage and uh, different uh, ways that you can think about using our materials that help teachers whenever they're trying to create those grants. So we've tried to create a little bit of resource there for the teachers in order to 
um, be successful in submitting for those grants. Now, one thing we did do is we partnered with several others uh, in the industry in August and we distributed a grant. It's called the Creating Learning Connections Grant. And it helped LEGO Education provide solutions to 45 school districts across the US. Um, and this is actually something that happened in connection with the LEGO Foundation, the Intel Corporation, CDWG, uh, and then the nonprofit First Book, where we came together with this grant and focused on Title I districts so that we could provide at-home and in-school learning resources, which included internet connectivity, technology devices, and our education solutions. Um, so in that way, you know, we do look at those opportunities to work with the industry to provide some grants and opportunities for schools to have access to these materials. So we have provided those types of grants in the past. That's awesome. And uh, very cool. It, it, you know, Jenny, as we're getting close to finishing, if someone wanted to connect further with you or learn more about Lego education, where would you send them? Oh, I really hope they will. I mean, it's so exciting to learn more and connect and hear stories about what teachers want to do in their classrooms and think about how we can help them bring playful learning to life. Um, so we encourage everyone to visit the website again, legoeducation.com. They're going to find a really a lot of great information to think about what's right for their classrooms, what resources that we would have to support them. They'll find the lesson plans page. They'll find more information about professional development and then be able to reach out to someone in their area that can really be a part of solutioning something that fits and is best for their classroom. So I really encourage everybody to check that out and find the resources that help them. And then again, I would encourage everyone to go to the Lego education community online and become a part of that community. That's where really meaningful conversations can start and inspire teachers to think about what's appropriate for their classrooms and to start thinking about how to bring playful learning to life for them and you know hear from peers that are already doing exactly that in their classroom and then they can always come back and help we can help them figure out the right fit and the right materials to support them love it and i'll have uh, links and so forth on my show notes page and so anybody listening just know that you can go there and you'll find those uh, those links and contact information there so cool um so jenny i had two questions that i want to ask and they're just uh, just kind of general questions i like to ask my guests and the first one goes like this you know when things get difficult or there are too many issues all coming at once and you want to quit how do you overcome those feelings and keep going what? That never happens. <laughs> oh, it's a fun question, uh, right? Because I think, I think that can happen. I, I think the school year has certainly been trying for so many, and, and I feel for um, everyone that's, that's really had a hard time kind of getting started. And, you know, I just have to take a deep breath and, and think about, you know, what, what is it that we're trying to do, and, and why are we in this business that we're in? And, you know, it's really about the students. At the end of the day, it's about the kids and every opportunity that we can give them to prepare for their future, to love learning, um, to be curious and to activate the thinking that, that's inside of them and the curiosity and the creativity that they have. Um, so I, I just really, I try to stop and think about the fact that we want everyone to have that opportunity. And, you know, if we can just push a little harder to reach all of those students, you know, what a great future that we're going to have. I mean, we're really, truly inspiring those leaders of tomorrow. So I just try to really kind of stop and think about that, think about those outcomes that we want to achieve, um, think about how we create those learning opportunities, how we support the teachers. And it always motivates me. I, you know, there's so many great experiences I've been lucky to have with kids over the years. 
and I can I can think about those experiences, those faces, and and just think about all the other students that we can empower and build that confidence for. So that really pushes me forward and motivates me every day. Very cool. Thank you. I love that answer. The uh, um, last question: Do you have a teacher in your past who made a difference in your life? If so, who was it, and what would you say if given the chance to say thank you? Oh, that's a hard one. I, I guess I've been lucky to have a few really inspirational teachers in my past and, and still do today, honestly. Um, I probably would think about uh, Mr. Steve Beckelheimer, who I actually had twice in school. I had him in sixth grade and then again in 12th grade. He was my AP biology teacher. Um, and I think what I really took away from him that shaped my own teaching and, and my passion and love that I have now for hands-on learning is that learning can really be immersive. It can be experiential and, you know, you can really dive in and learn from doing. And I don't know that I had a lot of those experiences until, you know, I really had him as a teacher um, that second time. And that really just struck me about how, you know, science class could be uh, you know, a former science teacher. So I, I really took a lot of that to heart in creating my own classrooms and thinking about how we need to have students be active and creative and not passively learning. And so when I started into education, you know, I really challenged myself um, to, to think that way and to try to teach that way and make sure that experiences were being meaningful for students. So I was really lucky to have him be a part of my life. We worked together later as colleagues, uh, which was really cool. We taught together and, you know, continued to learn from him for a long time. And and then even when I was in college, I think I had some really uh, excellent professors and, and mentors and peers that I was able to work with that just continued to kind of motivate me uh, about being a lifelong learner myself. And even now I, I give a shout out to a lot of the people that I work with are just every day I'm learning from them, you know, I'm motivated by them uh, to keep trying to create these great experiences for students. Very cool. I appreciate you sharing. And that I always thought that'd be neat to go to be able to work with, have a colleague who was my teacher, who I actually appreciated. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, right. Very cool. I was, I was lucky enough to teach in the high school I graduated from. Uh, oh, wow. So I was able to teach with a few of my, my old teachers. And then he and I ended up at the university together doing some STEM outreach. So we just really had a nice uh, intertwined path for a long time. So I always appreciated having him there as a mentor. I can imagine. That's awesome. That is very yeah. cool. So Jenny, thank you so much for talking with me today. You know, Lego education has so many amazing tools for getting kids thinking, problem solving, collaborating, and working with their hands. I love it. You know, the concepts behind meaningful failure and learning anywhere are so powerful. Yeah, I, I just feel the need to build something right now. <laughs> Wishing you the best in all you do. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. This was really great. Teaching Learning Leading K-12 is excited to be a member of Voice Ed Radio. Voice Ed Radio, your voice is right here. Teaching Learning Leading K-12 is a proud member of the Education Podcast Network. Podcasts for educators, podcasts by educators. The opinions expressed on Teaching Learning Leading K-12 are those of the guests and hosts, Teaching Learning Leading K-12 is intended to share ideas, advice, and suggestions for classroom teachers and school administrators. Teaching Learning Leading K-12 is produced for educational purposes. Thanks for listening, and I hope you'll share it with your friends.